will not have a home anymore. I will not grant them, I will not grant them the, the dignity of a, of a homeland anymore. I will drive them away from their heritage. I will not allow them to stay here. I will scatter them to the four corners of the earth. I will scatter them to the east, the west, the north, and the south. And they will never again see their homeland. They will not come home. They will be the foreigners. They will be called the foreigners. They speak of foreigners all the time. They speak of foreigners. They will be the foreigners. You will not return to your heritage anymore. I, the Lord, will scatter you to the four corners. I, the Lord, will drive you out. And this judgment is imminent for you. You will not come back here. The Lord says that you will close your eyes in a foreign land. You will be buried in a foreign land. You will not have the dignity of a home burial. You will work for your enemies. You will serve your enemies. The judgment of Israel was 70 years. 70 years are determined at Babylon. And after the 70 years, I allowed them to come back. I gathered them. I brought them home from their judgment. And I settled them again in their land. But you, America, your term is infinite. Your judgment is imminent. And your term is infinite. You will serve and serve and serve and serve until you despair of life. The cup of the Amorites is full. The cup of the rebellious Ecclesia lifted up in their hearts. Look at the tongue that speaks proud words against me. Look at the tongue. Look at the mouth that crows. This is what God is saying. Look at the mouth that crows in exaltation. Look at the mouth that laughs as if, as if they have accomplished something. This is what God is saying. They laugh as if their mockery can change my mind. They laugh as if after laughing, they have altered the word that has gone forth from my mouth. But what have I said? Every word that goes forth from my mouth will be completed. Every word that goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. Just like the rain and just like the snow come down from heaven and they never return back without first doing their work of watering this earth so that it is budding and flourishing and green. My word that goes out of my mouth will never come back to me empty. If I have spoken a word against a nation and said that I will lift up that nation, I will exalt this nation, I will make the nation great, I will bless the nation and give it green fields and strong men and women to build it. And that nation transgresses against me I, the Lord, shall relent of the good I thought to do it, and I will uproot it by its roots and cast it into the sea. America, you are rejected. You are a rejected people. You shall remove you from this inheritance. I will take you to the border of this land. 
You fight for your borders. I have punctured them. I am the one who slashed your borders and made them open to whom you call the foreigner. Behold, says the Lord, you shall be the foreigner in distant lands. You will scatter to the four corners of this earth. And none of you will see this place again. You will not come back to this place. The Lord says, I'm holding forth in my greatness. I am a great king and I hold forth in my greatness. And you dare to rage against me. You raise your voice against me. You think to drown out my voice, America. You will me to be silent. I will roar over you. I shall roar over you a great war and I will bring the fly upon you suddenly and the bees. The fly is the spoiler. As the fly sits upon an object, it is a filthy thing and it corrupts. The spoiler is coming to spoil. And the bees will sting you. Calamity after woe, after lamentation, after destruction. You will be like people who don't know where to look after a terrible car accident. You will not know who to check on first, the youngest or the oldest, for all will be facing personal calamities tests, trials, tribulations, pains, woe, distress of the nations. Have I not said it? The final hours are here. I will judge mankind for all their iniquity, for all their wickedness. The sin that you hold close to your chest, the one that you say in private, shall I do this thing? In private, shall I perform this act? and no man shall see me. I, the Lord, see you. I will make your sins as bright as day. I will expose your iniquity before all men. I will lift your hateful crimes and make it as bright as the sun. You will be exposed. Every word that you whisper in secret in conferences, you will be recorded and it will come out in public. You will be trending you will be the headlines. You will be the news. CEOs, your day is done. Your secret stashes, I will deplete them. I will blow them away. Your private properties will go up an auction and be sold for pennies on the dollar. You will declare bankruptcy. Your greed, the Lord says, you are extremely greedy and your greed will be discussed by a thousand experts over and over again until you cannot lift your head, until your identity is known everywhere. Once a very well-respected man, you will be unable to leave your house. Thus says the Lord. You will be exposed on the front page news. The newspapers that once called you a mogul, a titan of industry, a tycoon, a maverick, you will be ashamed. You will be torn to pieces in the press. And the little children will make a song out of you. The youth will mock you and call you 
a has-been, you will lose everything. Your wife will walk away from you. She will be too embarrassed to be associated with you. She will take everything that you have left. You will not have a shred of dignity left. Because at heart, you were none of the things that the newspapers praised. At heart, you industry leaders, the ones who play with the money of this country, you princes of Babylon, you who love filthy lucre, at heart, you were nothing but a charlatan, a liar, and a thief. You will come crashing down. I see the lights going out. I see the lights going out all over this country. I see that people are going to start using candles in this country. People, God is saying that people are going to go back to the ways of the past. You will get an iron stove, the kind of stove that you have to go outside and chop wood. If you don't get that iron stove and put wood in that stove, your kids are going to go hungry and your wife will only sit and cry. She's not used to having what was known as a hearth. She's never cooked in the iron pot that has three little legs and that has to hang in the fireplace over a hook. I see a man trying to build a little hook inside the fireplace and hang a metal pot there and this woman is having a meltdown. The Lord says she's used to electronic appliances and she's used to having a walk-in pantry, but none of that stuff works. In fact, the, wa the walk-in pantry is automated. It opens by a button or it opens by a special key code that she has installed there. And once the power is unstable, once the power is not working, how on earth will she even open this walk-in closet to get any food? Frontiersmen. This is what God is calling Americans. The Lord says that you are going to go back to the days of Dan Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, frontiersmen, the wild, wild west. You'll be cooking outside in the backyard. The Lord says that you laugh too much in America. He says you're full of mockery. Your hearts are like puff pastry, so lifted up with pride. The Lord says when I do this thing to them, they will laugh in the beginning and they will call it an adventure. It's an adventure, honey. I literally hear the people laughing. I see them outside firing up these grills. I don't know what the grill uses. I don't know if this is a grill that uses wood. Is this a grill that uses some kind of automatic fire? I think it works with gas. Men know. Men know what makes their grills work. But it's a barbecue that just goes and it comes on. An adventure, the Lord says. They will laugh because they will not know that it is about to become their permanent state. You won't have heat in your homes. I see people wearing these lumberjack, black and white, blue and black, plaid type blankets, you know, warm blankets. They're actually wrapping up in blankets in the house because there won't be any indoor heat. Heat will fail, electricity will fail. The grid will go down in just hundreds of cities. Just no amenities. This is what America has come to. Poverty. P-O-O-R. You will be poor. You just won't be able to keep it together anymore. The mortgage crash of the century is coming. You'll be, you'll be spending more time outside than you'll spend indoors. You'll have to become acquainted with medical techniques. Medical techniques. Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich maneuver. How you get food out of a person's throat when they're choking. 
you you pull them under the chest, something like that. That's what this man is doing. You'll be outdoors, men. You'll be cutting wood and you'll be cooking in your fireplace because you won't have electricity. I won't let you have comfort. Your days of comfort are over. I won't let you have automation. I won't let you have convenience. I won't let you have stores. I won't let you have ATMs. I won't let you have brunches and get your nails done. I will strip all these privileges from you. You will be stark, you will be bare. You will be like the cupboard in the nursery rhyme that had nothing in it for the hungry children to eat. I will blow it all away. I will destabilize you. This is what God is saying. Destabilization. And I see a table that used to have so many things on it just suddenly, like somebody hit it. Sharp interaction. The U.S. economy is going to have a sharp interaction. Sudden interruption. Just like that. Bump the table. And the thing tips. It slants quickly loses its balance quickly. And you see these men in suits, red tie, blue tie, frantically scrambling to get this table upright, scrambling to hold this thing together. So many men, all of them trying to hold up this table to no avail. That thing is gonna fall, crash. God says crash, money crash, market crash, real estate crash, boom, explosion down on your face, weak currency, devalued currency. All of a sudden you're having to look up the exchange rates on a daily basis. I say Zimbabwe, I say Zimbabwe. The Lord says, Zimbabwe come to America. Zimbabwe, the spirit that robbed Zimbabwe, the spirit that made Zimbabwe hungry and poor and beggar before the IMF, before the World Bank. The spirit of Zimbabwe, come and take America, make their money useless, blow it away. Strong, stiff winds, blow it away. Take it out of their pockets, take it out of their piggy banks, take it out of their 401k, take it out of their secret stash, take it out of their Legacy money, legacy money, it is the money in the wills, it is the money in the inheritances, it's the money of grandmother's pearls and grandfather's vintage car that would sell for a pretty penny if you hosted it at auction. Take away all their money, legacy money, hidden money, money that you don't have to declare to the IRS. Gift money, donation money, Take everything, make them poor, humble them, make them bow, make them kneel. The cup of the Amorites is full, overflowing with the cup of wrath that I have mixed for them. Mix it deep and make Babylon drink it down to the dregs. Make her drink every last drop until she chokes until she chokes on the fullness of her own actions. Repeat all her words back to her. Read back to her everything that she has said to me. Read out to her all her messages 
Where is the love? Where is the comfort? Where is the prayer? Why don't you ever have anything good to say? America, God says he's sending you a love letter that you will never forget. His anger over these voices, his anger over these voices that are calling to him for justice. He says that you cannot judge rightly. You cannot judge with a, right, with a righteous judgment. You cannot condemn evil. You love evil and you support wickedness in your midst. The Lord says the reason that your pastors will die is because you are the reason that the pastor does not repent. If you would condemn the pastor, if you would judge the pastor with righteous judgment, the Lord says in the days of Paul, Paul condemned unrighteousness. He said, give over such a one to Satan for the sifting of his soul. When you condemn sin in the midst, a person is humbled. A person is made to feel the shame, the pain that he has caused. He feels the shame of his own actions. He is convicted. This is the work of the spirit. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the word, the world of sin. That's his first job. The Lord says that you pervert righteousness in the earth. You are a cancer. You cause the other nations to sin by promoting sin yourselves, by making sin seem so harmless. You will not condemn evil when it is in your midst. And this is why the pastors do not repent. When the pastors have run afoul of God and God lays hold of them for a judgment, you justify the wicked one and you say he shall come to no harm. He shall see many days. The Lord says that you in a very large part will cause the death of these men because you do not rebuke them. You do not separate from them. You do not walk away from them. You do not wash your hands of them. You do not cause them to feel any shame. They feel empowered by you and they lift themselves up to the heavens as gods with you shouting as they did before Herod. The words of a God, he speaks as a God. The Lord says, won't my angel cut them down? Will not the angel of the Lord cut down your gods? Your gods will lie in state. Your gods will lie in state. To lie in state is what happens when a great man dies, such as a president. When a president loses his life, they put him in a fancy casket. They have a fancy funeral. They put the flag on top. 21 gun salutes, bells and whistles for the fallen king. And he lies in state and everybody walks past the casket and looks at one more life come to its natural end. God says your gods will lie in state. You will walk past them. You will watch their funerals on social media, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever you watch. You will see them with your own eyes sleeping. And the Lord says that when your generals are struck, you should know that your time is very close. The Amorites, the Amorites, a wicked people, 
evil and dark in their hearts, greedy and merciless against my people. The spirits of the Amorites is upon you, Babylon. You justify the works of Satan in your midst. You call them righteous, which means that you call me unrighteous. <laughs> Poverty is coming to America. I'm talking hardship. I'm talking just not having it. I mean... You wish you had it. You wish you had it to give to your own brother. Your own brother, you don't have it. You don't have it for yourself. You barely have it for your wife and children. It will start out and people will think it's an adventure. People will think it's just momentary. The Lord says that America is falling into the pit. Not falling. She has fallen into the pit. Broken her ankle in such a way that she's not climbing out of that pit. But she thinks that she thinks that a rope will be lowered into that pit to help her. This is curious. I see a woman lying at the bottom of the pit. Help, help, help me, anybody. And in her mind is this curious idea that because she's a woman and because women are helpless, she thinks it's just a matter of time before somebody comes along and helps her. She literally thinks that. I can see it inside her heart. I won't be down here long. I've only fallen momentarily. Someone will see me. I'm America. Someone will help me. I'll soon get out of this pit. And then I'll be back to normal. And this woman doesn't know that normal is never coming back for her. She doesn't know that she started a journey with Jesus. She doesn't know that the Lord has done to her what is called put a hook in her nose. The Lord has put a hook in the nose of the rebellious bull heifer, a rebellious donkey that kicks up dust all the time. Hee-haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. A donkey on loudspeaker, an ass, so disobedient never obeys. The ox knows where his master lives and the donkey knows where his crib is, back at his owner's house. But my people do not consider and my people do not know. You're lost already and you actually think that there's a GPS that's going to take you back to how things used to be. An overflowing cup of lamentations, mourning, and woe. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 10. Lamentations, to wail loudly, mourning, heartbrokenness, heartbreak, losing your loved ones, woe, distress of judgment. <laughs> Lord, you have said what you have said. You have said what you have said, Lord. And it is being recorded so that all your words 
all your words, Lord, can be accounted for and they will be put forward before your people. I'm coming to judge the living and the dead. I am coming to judge the quick and the dead. <laughs> I am coming and my reward is with me. You will be tried by fire. You will be tested beyond what you were told you could expect. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. You're always welcome here, Lord. You're always welcome in these calls. You're always welcome in these prayers. You're always welcome to just come and lead the way, to come and have your say. Everything that is being done is being done for you. If you are not in the midst of it, then why would we gather? Why would we come here? Just have your way, King Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. I can't end this call. The Lord is saying famine is coming and war. Global famine. World famine. Not enough resources, not enough food, not enough water. The Lord says even if you have food, there will be logistical breakdowns that make it impossible for you to do the usual rescue things that you do. The Lord says you go and you drop food in another country and you make sure that it's a photo opportunity. You make sure that you take enough photos and you make sure that you take enough videos. But what did I say? I said that when you give, make sure that your left hand does not know what your right hand is doing. Did you forget what my word says? To not shame the poor. You turn your giving into a photo opportunity. The Lord says that there will be logistical breakdowns because such are the times. Famine is mandated. This is in Revelation chapter 6. That men will die by beasts and they will die by plague and they will die by famine and hell will be following after. So it's not enough to lose your life because of some kind of Ebola outbreak that is going to be coming. Some kind of Marburg outbreak some kind of bubonic plague outbreak, all the ancient diseases of the past. Have you not heard? Have I not been saying it here for years in obedience to the word of the Lord? Diseases that human beings thought they eradicated are going to burst back on the scene and just take themselves to fame. When these diseases were last seen, mankind didn't even have cameras. They were still writing with feather quills and things like that. But now we will see the graphic work of scarlet fever, Marburg virus, Ebola virus, dengue fever, and new things that man has not yet classified coming out of the swamps and the rivers and the lakes that you have polluted. You've poisoned yourselves. Sicknesses, plagues, diseases, contagious things, and the government will be so brutal to contain these things. You will never see your child again when they take that child from you. 
Once that child is removed from your sight by the government, the next thing that will be coming is an update. He didn't make it. She didn't make it. And they will not even give you a body. God is saying you will not get a body back. God says they will burn people, bonfires of bodies. They will burn people around the world because of virulent diseases that will absolutely, God is saying that the diseases will absolutely refuse to be contained. They will not respond to a single thing that you have invented called medicine. You won't even know how to stop them. They will simply ravage through the population, burn themselves out, and then you will have a break for about six months, two months, five months until the next one. Not a thing will you be able to inject or swallow or drink or rub on yourselves. That will take care of these end times diseases that are coming. Pestilences is what he's calling them. Absolute plagues, biblical plagues. You will have ghost towns. You will have ghost cities as a result of what will come to this earth as the judgment for the sin of humanity. And hunger, hunger, the kind that makes you tremble when you haven't had anything in days. And God is saying that there are some people who are hearing about this and they have peace. They've been hungry all their lives. They know what it is to live with hunger. They know what it is to live with very little. I know how to abound, he says, but I also know how to be abased. This is Apostle Paul saying, whether I have food for the day, whether I have food for a season, or whether I've had to go without and fast against my will, I know how to live with contentment before the Lord. This generation doesn't know a single thing about sacrifice, cannot even skip one meal to honor the Lord in a fast needs 55 instructions. How do I do it? How long do I do it? Won't I hurt myself? No idea how to give a sacrifice to God. No food, no electricity, no clean water. Scavenging is the word. Scavenging. To scavenge means to just go around and hunt. You'll end up hunting in other people's houses for food. It's not even your house. The people have moved on. The people might all be dead upstairs. Something just wipes them out. They're all dead upstairs. If God has mercy on you, the pantry will be full. The cellar will be full. They might have a well. If God has mercy on you, as you scavenge, as you roam, as you hunt, as you look, you think these things can't happen to you. You think you are above reproach. You think you can never be troubled. Mystery Babylon, I will trouble you until your cry will be heard across the whole earth. I will trouble your souls. I will give you no rest for the host of your abominable deeds against me. I will give you no peace. I will trouble you. I will chase you from these borders. I will drive you from these shores. You will scatter into the South American borders. You will scatter into Asia Major and Asia Minor. You will run to the Canadians and the Australians. You will run away. You will go to Spain and settle down there and watch what I will do here. Because you took my inheritance and you defiled it. You soaked the ground with blood. And the blood has been talking to me for centuries, for years. You have compounded your sins and you have no remorse. You are not sorry. 
You say, what is our fault? You say, what is our guilt? Why do you speak to me this way? You imagine that I have no right to judge you. People are going to plant their own food, grow their own food, feed themselves, do the best that they can. Some have knowledge, some do not. So be it. Hunger and worldwide famine. Humanitarian crisis coming to the nations. This is what God is saying. You want to help. You won't have the trucks. You won't have the logistical capacity. You won't have the logistical capacity to be able to get the food into conflict zones, past the borders. The Lord says you will never again make it a photo opportunity when you are helping another in need. You will never again record it. You will never again make a video or make a big deal of it when you're helping another person again. You will either do it in silence or you will not do it at all. You want praise for every little thing. You want to be loved by men. You want to be praised for everything you do. And you have already lost the reward for the good deed. For if men praise you on earth, you will have no reward with me in heaven. Hmm. Hunger and war and fighting and displacement of peoples, mass movements of people across borders. It's not just America. You're going to see people just flowing like water. Borders are going to have to open. Borders are going to have to open. There will be nothing a country can do about keeping its borders closed. All this sovereignty of land, independence of borders. God says you're all going to blend together. You're just going to meld together and flow together. As people move in desperation to save their lives, outbreak of wars, political conflicts, genocides, outbreak of social conflicts, one ethnic group against another, one race against another, pushback, no solidarity. A man's enemies will be those of his own household, fighting and fighting until somebody is dead. Fighting and fighting until somebody is shot. Men's hearts growing cold before me. I see the thoughts of your heart. Many are stone cold killers just waiting for an opportunity to kill. No control over the emotions. No control over the sexual urges. No control over the lust. Waiting to rape your own daughter. It is just a matter of time, mom, before your daughter comes to you with a story. It is a matter of time. Your husband will be the first person that your daughter knows in sexual activity. The lust that will press upon men, a demonic entry into the world, a pressure so strong that a brother will lie with his sister and they will say, but what did we do wrong? Defilement, defilement, abomination. Family love of the wrong kind. Men marrying their sisters. Mothers laying with sons. 
perdition, perdition, perversion, sickness, children with old men, young women with men old enough to be their fathers. And no one will say this is wrong. They will say, don't judge. You don't know their their story. You don't know their heart. There's shame. You cover yourselves with shame. You wallow in the mud. You hate my truth. You hate my law. You hate my voice. You hate me and you pretend that you love me. You call me with your lips, but you are dark in your hearts and your hearts are far from me. You don't want to follow my word. You don't want to fight for my righteous cause. You will not justify me against evil. You will not justify me against wickedness. You will not sanctify me in your midst. You resist correction. A back like a rod. Pride. And then you will say, but I too am a Christian. This is confusion. This is deception. This is delusion. Take heed that no man deceive you. You are deceived. You are taken. You are snared with a net. This is a damaging tragedy. The Church of Jesus Christ. Bowing to Satan justifying Satan, agreeing with Satan, supporting Satan, defending the wicked. You have lost your salt. And what good is salt that has lost its saltiness? It is fit for nothing except to be tossed out and trampled under feet by men. A pity, a terrible pity. (sighs) I have to stop here. We'll stop it here. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. This is the end of everything that you know. This is the end of it as you know it. This is the end of the expectations. This is the end of the claims that it's going back to normal. This is the end of the this is the end of pretending that everything is okay. The Lord says, "Take your head out of the sands and look around you. Look at the state of the world around you. Look at the state of your nations. Take heed to yourselves. Dark times are coming that you will not survive." In the cocoon of deception, if you continue to lie to yourself, you will become the very first casualties to fall. Whoever cannot accept the truth that the world has changed and that the world is nothing as you know it. He says, if you will not accept the changing of the seasons, then you will fall among the fallen. You will lie among the slain. You will be cut down like young grass in the summertime. When it gets too tall, the grass is mown. The grass is cut down. If you will not wake up and accept the truth, you will have to be a casualty. Because what is being prepared is not for the faint of heart. 
What is being prepared? Those who have prepared it are committed to it 100%, the Lord says. They will not stop their agenda for nobody, not even the very young, not even the very old, not even the vulnerable. They will stop this plan for no one. Because even their pride and even their wickedness was prophesied long ago that the beast shall rise and so it shall be. That he will have his time. He will have his moment. He will have his kingdom. He will have his power. He will have his dominion. Over tongues and tribes. And peoples. And he will prevail over the holy people. It will be given to him. For a season. And whoever will not accept this, you will see these things proven in your sight. And you will learn at the peril of your own soul, your own soul, nobody else's. No two share a soul. And no man can give his soul as surety for another soul. Even a father cannot give his soul as surety for the soul of his son, nor a mother lay down her soul as payment for the soul of her daughter. The soul that sins shall die. Each man will bear his own iniquity, the penalty for his own unbelief, his own mockery. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. I will stop it here. Let me stop it here. <laughs>